Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. And wouldn't you know it, a little peek behind the curtain, it's still Saturday night as we record this show. And I love it because UFC Charlotte is in the books, has been in the books for a few hours now, and it's a great feeling. But welcome to the show. The matchmaking crowns are back on following Saturday's card. We had a big statement made by a surging heavyweight contender in the main event. We saw an arrival to the welterweight divisional rankings in the UFC, perhaps in the MMA Fighting Global Rankings, which we will discuss. But before we get there, um, one of the reasons why we're doing this on Saturday as well is not just because UFC Charlotte was an early day card, but as you're hearing this, it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You are the real MVPs. You are the real matchmaking queens. Enjoy the day. All the moms out there, especially my wife, Holly, my mom, Kathy, my mother-in-law, all the moms out there doing the damn thing. We salute you all. You all rule. But I am Mike Keck, and joining me as always, my best friend, co-matchmaker extraordinaire, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. AK, how are you? And uh, happy Mother's Day to Mrs. Lee as well. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yes, uh, I was I was just spending time with her actually before we recording the show, and she's she's doing wonderful. Uh, she's enjoying a nice uh, Mother's Day weekend uh, dinner, which I ordered for the for all of us. So there you go. That a nice little. I mean, what a guy! Nice what a little freaking treat. guy! A nice little treat for mom. Sit down, watch watch some TV <laughs> with her. It's really about spending the time, Mike. That's what I say. It's really about spending the time. Uh, yes. I'm in a great mood, Mike. Not just because of Mother's Day. Not just because of my dear mom. Um, Justin Almeida. Listen, um, did he do something? Did he? Oh, I, he fought. I, didn't listen, he? any any chance I get to watch this man perform is a privilege. 
because a lot of MMA fighters, let me tell you, they're 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 not here. For, they're here for a great time. They're not here for a long time. Um, even uh, even heavyweights, you know, heavyweights who tend to linger around or or light heavyweights masquerading as heavyweights, as is the case here. So cherish these moments. Cherish these moments before we get into before he becomes champion and gets caught up in all the politics of being champion, of being a star in the biggest fight promotion in the world. We've seen it happen to everyone. This is these are the halcyon days of the uh, of Jelson Almeida, the contender. So let us uh, let us enjoy them. I certainly am, and I'm, I was very happy with with what happened tonight, Mike. I understand that you've been very high on this man. I think as a site, he is kind of like uh, he's been like our I don't know, like our nephew, if you will, like not our child, but we still he's a family member, and we're we we we've been putting him over like crazy. And he is delivered in, in yeah. such a big way. Mike, you, you've been the driver of that. Training. There were there were two people tonight who the MMA fighting family was heavily invested in. One, Jelton Almeida delivered. Number two, Salt Poppy N- did not quite deliver. Uh, not his strongest performance. Was defeated by combat sports veteran Anthony Taylor in a in what should have been more than three rounds. But yes, a three round decision. So Salt Poppy fell short. But one and one as far as MMA fighting favorites. Uh, Jelton Almeida looked great. Salt Poppy. Back to the drawing board. You have not seen the last of him. Yes, I would agree with that. So let's just get right into it. And look, some of these picks, seeds have already been planted. So it's yes. not really new material. And that's kind of another reason why we're doing the Saturday show is we, we're we not really overthinking a lot here. There's not going to be a lot of like official Friends Forever picks because I feel like some of the stuff is really obvious. But I'll just get right into this, AK, because you mentioned it. Jetson Almeida... He is the real, real, just runs over poor Jairzinho Rosenstrike, who knew exactly what was about to happen. He tried to stop it, but he just couldn't. And Jelton Almeida is a major problem in this heavyweight division. And quite frankly, I would pick him right now to beat 98 to 99% of this division without hesitation, including the pick I am about to make, which might stun some people. My selection for Jelton Almeida, as most of you probably know by now, it's Sergey Pavlovich, and will be for some sort of championship, whether it's an interim title or a vacant title, because if and likely when John Jones beats Stipe Miocic, I do think if he doesn't outright retire, he will take some time off, and this division will need to move forward because we know how the UFC feels about heavyweights. And I get that it could be like a six, seven month or more month, like so stretch to get Jelton back at, in there, but I don't care. And the other reason I like this fight, AK, is what if the Stipe fight can't get put together? Because you're dealing with some some pretty big personalities here. They want what they want, and if they don't get it, they're just not going to fight, and they're okay with that. So if they can't fight, we do have another fight ready to go for some sort of title that, that we could do. So could they pivot and go a different direction for Jelton? Sure, but my pick, it's him and Pavlovich with very high stakes, for some kind of title until John Jones says otherwise. What say you? I love it. I feel like it won't be next. I'll go. That's, I think it doesn't work. For, if I think if I was waving a magic wand, well, if I was waving a magic wand, he'd be fighting John Jones next. But even even in this uh, fictional scenario, I, I don't think we can go that far. So, But I can't crystal ball in Pavlovich either. I just feel like that's not what's next for our, both either guy, even though one, you're right. They both deserve to be fighting for some sort of title next. I don't see why they should have to beat anybody else. Maybe maybe Almeida has to do a little more work. I think his resume isn't isn't quite as strong. Um, but it feels like just based on the eye test, you'd go like Almeida should be one half of a title fight in the future, vacant, interim, whatever. 
Um, I went in a slightly different direction only because of some of the discussion we had on the pre, uh, the post fight show, Mike. This guy, uh, listen, he's got his own problems, but I am now very curious to see how this would go because I, I, as confident as you are that Jelton Almeida would defeat Sergey Pavlovich, I am also confident Jelton Almeida would beat Curtis Blades. And I get it. Curtis Blades, amazing wrestler. Uh, it would be, it, you know, it'd be very doubtful. I think most people would not imagine Almeida being able to sort of take him down at will as he has his other opponents. But I want to know. And, and the other thing about this matchup, um, I'm, I'm with you, like I said, I think Almeida would beat Pavlovich. And if he does it, it would be in the same way he's beaten everybody else. He'd eventually get a takedown, show off that unbelievable jiu-jitsu and ground and pound TKO or submission. Um, Blades, it's a, it's a much riskier fight. He's just lost to Pavlovich, so theoretically less to gain. But I, I, I there was that part of me, uh, Mike, as much as I, I love Almeida just doing his thing, there was a part of me that wants to see how will he do if he can't get a fight to the ground? How will he do if a fight has to go uh, past uh, the distance? Let's say this is a fight night main event, uh, him and him and Curtis Blades. It'd probably be a pay-per-view, so they probably get three rounds. But even three rounds of Curtis Blades would be really fascinating to me. I, I am curious. So this is more of a I'm uh, tough love. It's a tough love pick, Mike. It's a tough love pick. I, I, he could very well lose to Curtis Blades. Very well, good. But it's a test that I'm suddenly interested in finding out. And I and I personally am very confident he would find a way to get Blades down. Um, maybe not a traditional takedown with a trip. With uh, He might have to, like I said, find some way to hurt him on the feet first. Maybe a back take, like an Aljamain Sterling kind of grapple against the fence, take, a back, take his back type thing. I want to know. I want to know. How would he beat someone... He's not just going to double leg. He's not just going to pick him up off the ground and slam him. If he did, it'd be amazing. But if he can't, how does he beat him? I do kind of want to know. So I do. So in this sense, I'm sort of doing Pavlovich a favor and saying I don't think he needs to fight someone else before possibly fighting uh, someone for a title. I am kind of going with I, let's let's let Almeida do a little more work against a, a very tough opponent, Curtis Blade. So I don't I don't think this is a very popular pick, but I'm I'm curious now. I mean, look, I said 98, 99% that I would pick Jelton to beat right now without hesitation. Blades is part of that 1% to 2% where I would have sure. to think about it. I would mm-hmm. probably still I would probably st- still pick Almeida to win that fight, and I would probably still pick him to finish Curtis Blades. But watching him get there would be pretty fascinating to watch. The other name I wouldn't, I would pick, I'd probably pick John Jones to beat Jelton Almeida right now, but... Even then, I still would listen to arguments for Jelton Almeida. Like, I'm just that high on him. And I don't know if anybody could stop this man. I don't know if anybody could stop this man. So, I like it. I am I get why you don't think it might be a popular pick. And maybe the UFC puts this fight together because they just feel like, hey, let's get Curtis out of here. And let's just maybe. throw him in there with Jelton. But <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I didn't hear Jelton call out Taito Ivasa. Uh, Jed was telling me he did. I could definitely see them making that fight. Uh, maybe they do in that on that Sydney card that they're talking about. Cyril Gan wants to fight in September. I think Jelton versus Cyril Gan would be an interesting fight if you just yes. want to get him in there. So you could do that. I mean, there's op there's there's clearly options, but to me, this just feels like Jones Stepe. Even though we feel like it could happen, I think they need a backup plan, and I think they have it right now. And if we see a poster that says John Jones and Stipe for this card and both guys are yeah like, yeah, we got everything we wanted. We're doing this. Then we can pivot into another direction. But until I see that fight booked and it is official, I think 
all possibilities are open. Sure. And I think their plan B is probably Pavlovich versus Almeida for some sort of weird thing. So interim interim title, even though it's just whatever. It's like John Jones, a steep area out there anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I will. The one thing I'll say about Tuivasa and Gone, why those make sense for him. One, very winnable fight stylistically. And two. Uh, so this will be interesting. Uh, our rankings going into this, we had we already had Almeida ahead of Jairzinho, uh, uh and we're per- currently in discussions. We're do- I'll tell people now there might be a shakeup article, ranking shakeup article on Monday, Monday or Tuesday. They'll come out, and it'll be a uh, you'll you'll see you'll see how much Almeida has moved up from the number nine spot, po- possibly top five. I don't know. I actually, haven't done the math yet. I'm not just teasing it. I I don't know how high he's going to rise. Uh, I still have to find out myself. So I'm very curious. Uh, but in the UFC's rankings, he came in, it was almost the reverse. Almeida was 12th, Jairzinho uh, was 9th. So I wonder how high Almeida will be in the UFC's official rankings by Tuesday. Probably jumps over Jairzinho, probably jumps over Sergei Spivak. So at least 8. If they put him above Volkov, I'd be a little bit surprised. Volkov's at 7. Uh, and then above that, there's Taito Ivasa and some other people. So, so if they only move him into the 8 or 7 spot, Tuivasa and Gon will still be ahead of him in the rankings. So that in that sense, not only is it a winnable fight, it will make sense for him if him and his team are if that's the rankings they're going by, uh, that to keep moving him up. So it kind of makes sense in that way too. I think I think they know what they're doing. They're, they're pretty uh they seem pretty thoughtful with how they're bringing Almeida along. Yes. Um I'm just gonna come out and say it. Jets Almeida, right the second, is my number four ranked heavyweight in the world. Uh I put him above Cyril Gon. I put him above Tommy Aspinall. Above Curtis Blades, uh, above Tai Tuivasa. He is number four. It is Nganu, Jones, Pavlovich, Almeida. That's my top four. Cyril Gan rounds out the top five. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, yeah, he's... I don't know if I have him the highest, but he's going to be damn close. Uh, at least, but I, I'm just that much of a believer in this man. But let's move forward to the light heavyweights. Johnny Walker gets a clean win over Anthony Smith. A smart, tactical performance. Conor McGregor put him over on Twitter. Johnny Walker gets the victory, which is the most important thing, AK. But this one did not jump off the page. Dana White was asked about it at the press conference. Was just like, yeah, he won, so I guess that's good. But that's about as far as he went with it. This was not a performance that is going to get Dana and the UFC brass and the matchmakers to get in any kind of hurry to push Johnny Walker into a title fight or a number one contender fight. I mean, maybe he lands in one, but he's probably going to have to get another two wins to get to a title shot. And the road will probably not be an easy one unless they go with my pick and Johnny Walker does them at least in their eyes, some sort of a favor or in the UFC's eyes, they get to eliminate somebody that hasn't really jumped off the page to them uh, with their recent performances. So in your opinion, we'll start with you. Uh, what's next for Johnny Walker? Mike, I think you're going with this pick too. I think we sort of talked about this on the post-fight show. So I, I, I'm telling people now, I think we said that this is one of our picks. We are uh, we are not allowing ourselves a friends forever moment, right? I think this is where we... Not on this one, no. Not on this one, right? Because I think we have said, and as you just kind of teased there, that the really the only way Johnny Walker is kind of one win away, because I agree, it feels like two wins away. Um, even Honestly, even if he had knocked out, maybe first round knockout, that would have that you know pushed the stock up just that little bit much higher. I still felt like he was two fights away. I, I, I just don't know if the Anthony Smith win um, was ever going to get him like 
one away. So I still think he's two away, unless, and I, I believe you're thinking the same thing, unless we're talking Magomed and Goliath. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Him. It's Magomed and Goliath. Yeah. Um, that's a tough matchup, but yeah, listen, if you're Johnny Walker, you're kind of in a weird spot because you, you're kind of have the, having the second contender surge, which is hard to do in the UFC. A lot of people just kind of have that one run, that one run towards the title, and then either they make it, and then they win the title, or they fall short, and then it's hard to battle back. And there's exceptions. There's tons of guys who have been in the UFC for like 10, 12 years and managed to squeak out like two title challenges in there. It's very hard to do. And when you're a guy like Johnny Walker, who was like super hyped, and then suddenly hits this rough stretch... I'll say it. I was I was counting him out. I mean, a- after he got lost that unanimous decision to Iago Santos, I'm like, okay, well, this guy's probably not the, not what we hoped he was going to be. Then he gets knocked out by Jamal Hill, and we're like, forget that. <laughs> this guy. We talked about this guy fighting John Jones once. Like, forget about it. Uh, then he strings together again two f- fast finishes, nice win over former uh, one time titles challenger, top ten guy, and here he's back again. But you're right. If if he really wants to speed this up, it's Ankalaev next. Not an easy fight. But I wouldn't say a fight he can't win either. Um, so his team, dangerous stuff, but you got to go for it. Because if he waits any longer, um, he's not old. He's not old by any means. But I just 31. don't know. Yeah, he's 31. He's not old by any means. I, I just don't know um, if the road is any easier if he takes two more fights. Like, it's one of those fights is going to be a difficult opponent, too. So you might as well just take get the hard one out of the way now. If you lose, maybe you still have a little more time to, to sort of build back up again. But, um yeah, it's it seems like they got they don't know what they're doing with Ankalaev. Well, Johnny Walker winning, I feel like just just gave them an option right there. Yeah, I, I think this is it because Ankalaev is going. To, he's definitely going to need to get at least one win if he wants to be considered for a title shot right now. And is that fair? Probably not because he might be the best light heavyweight in the world right now. But his fight with Jan Bohovic just left such a bad taste in Dana White's mouth. Dana, I mean, Dana immediately pivoted to another title fight as soon as his fight <laughs> we with never see was that. over. We never see That's that. That's insane. They're like, nope, we're bo- three weeks, we're booking another title fight. Like, they're not re- running it back. This, we're, we're moving on. We are moving on from this. Ankalife is just, he's just not a big star, and he's not the kind of guy the UFC is going to risk throwing into a fight with Jamal Hill right now without another big performance under his belt. So give him Johnny Walker. Let's see if he can put on a show. If he can't... He'll have to fight again, and if Walker wins, he gets a big fight after, maybe even a title shot after that, depending on what this division is going to look like. So Ankalaev is my pick. We'll see if I'm right. And the problem for Johnny Walker, too, is he already fought Jamal Hill, and Jamal yeah. Hill absolutely killed him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, after watching this fight with Anthony Smith, I think the matchup, I, I, I think it's worse. I think it's a worse <laughs> matchup than it was when they first fought. I think Jamal Hill is that performance against Glover Teixeira, Talk about age, whatever. I don't care. But Glover Teixeira went hammer and tongs with Yuri Perhashka and lived to tell the tale and was about to win that fight. And I don't know if I'm as confident picking Jamal Hill against Yuri Perhashka as I was with Glover beating Yuri Perhashka. But I just feel like Jamal beats Johnny Walker 98 times out of 100, and it goes almost the same way. The Iwan Kuchalaba win was nice. Paul Craig win is nice, but like no sh- no worries about striking whatsoever from Paul Craig. And then the Anthony Smith win, like it's a good name to have on the resume, but Anthony Smith is clearly on the back nine. Clearly. He did not look great tonight. I'm not saying it, Johnny had nothing to do with that, but even just watching like the first couple minutes of watching Anthony Smith move around and get kicked in the leg and having no reaction to anything, I was just like, oh boy, this could be a really rough night for Anthony Smith. And Johnny couldn't put him away. And I think... 
that's kind of Dana's mentality. When you have a guy badly hurt and he's almost injured and you can't finish him, like, I don't even know if Johnny Walker would have got a contender series contract after that performance tonight. Like, and it was a fine showing, but it's just not what Dana wants to see in these types of situations. And in the end, he's the dude and he makes these decisions. Ultimately, he's the final stamp of approval. Now we just throw him in there with ankle life and we'll see where the chips fall. If you want that Jamal Hill fight, you go and beat Magomed ankle life. You get a damn good chance at it. And I think maybe in the UFC's eyes, they're doing him kind of a favor. So yeah, he won. He won, and Connor talked about and put him over. It's the worst place you could be if you're Johnny Walker. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Speaking of planting seeds, AK. And and guys that Connor put over. And guys that Connor put over. Yeah. Ian Machado Gary, incredible breakthrough showing, knocks out Daniel Rodriguez in the first round. The first, first fighter ever. To finish D-Rod via strikes, he calls his shot, called for the head kick, said if if it was anything else, it would be a mistake. Calls out Neil Magny, a little bit of retroactive doo-doo since Magny is already booked June 24th, UFC Jacksonville against Phil Rowe. But I'm just going to say what I said after UFC 287. A lot of people agree with me. I've been getting some pushback, and it's one of those things where, like, you can try to convince me all you want that you're right and I'm wrong, and I'm never, and I'm, one, I'm just incredibly stubborn, and I'm never going to admit that to most people, anyways. And two, you're just not going to do it. And I'm clearly not going to convince you either. So I said this right after 287. Kevin Holland finishes Santiago Ponzinibbio. He got dominated and stopped by Wonder Boy before that a few months earlier. Bounce back, nice performance last month at 287. And I said, Kevin Hall will fight the winner of this fight between D-Rod and Ian Machado. Gary, there's history with D-Rod. And if Ian beats D-Rod, Kevin Hall is a great next step. And IMG won, and he did it emphatically. And there are people who said, well, Holland is... the I, 
you know, it's a cool fight, but like it's too big of a step up for Ian Gary. That's the big pushback on this. Is this it, Kevin Holland is too big of a step up for Ian Gary. And I completely disagree with that. This is the one I want to see for both guys. Because look, I think Holland is a big name. Everyone seems to like the guy. He's a fun fighter, great personality. But he's not a guy, in my opinion, that I think is going to one day fight for the UFC welterweight title. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. That's not a knock on who he is. He will have a great career, and he will make a ton of money. He will make more money than a good chunk of UFC champions will be making in their UFC runs. And that's fantastic. Like, Kevin Holland will end his career winning fighting, just like Jorge Mazadal. He's he's going to win fighting. He's been winning fighting. Whether he wins actual fights or not, he is winning the game. Gary, I feel more confident, will fight for the title someday. Will he win it? I don't know. But will he get to a title fight? Yes. And if he beats Kevin Holland, he'll get an even bigger run rub. He'll get an even bigger fight. And if he loses, yeah, it kind of sucks. But it's like it's not too damaging. He's 24 years old. He can bounce back from any loss at this point. It's a step up, yes. But it's a fight he can win. He can beat Kevin Holland. I would. I don't know if I'm really ready to pick him right now. But I think by the time I get closer to the fight and just see how Ian's mentality is, there is a real world where he beats Kevin Holland and stops him. Like, that could happen. That could happen. And it would be a big fight on any card it's on. So I'm sticking with it, AK. Despite any blowback, Ian Machado-Gary versus Kevin Holland is the fight I'm making. First, I'll say I'm not mad at Ian Machado Gary for the Neil Magny pick, if only because he made history, Mike, with the first ever doo-doo pick live on ABC. <laughs> we might I don't know when's the next time we're gonna see that again. That was national television. I have to do my homework. That might not be true, but that might not be true. There's only it been might four, not be true. There's only been four. How many who else could this is only the fourth one, right? Fourth I mean, do we call Max Holloway's like kind what, of call it of Habib kind of doo doo. Is that what Habib he did on retired. the first one on the first ABC? Like I don't he know if he Habib? did it in the K. I, I think don't he remember. did. I don't. Remember. I think he might have, but it wasn't like a. I don't know. That's, that's just not a max dude. call up. Yeah, that's but it wasn't dude. his fault. Dana was convincing everybody that he was coming. That Habib was still coming back when Habib is literally telling everybody, "I'm not fighting again. I don't know what we're doing here." But yeah, but look, there's a lot of fights. How is he supposed to? Yeah, but, but he's not. But listen, my counter to that is, look, you know. It's not like Neil Magny just popped to the top of this dude's head. He's been plotting this call out for weeks that he's going to call out Neil Magny. All I got to do is just jump on the old tapology page for like two seconds and just see like, oh shit, he's booked. Now, if he, if Ian Michelle Gary said, look, Neil Magny, win or lose against Phil Rowe, we're going, not a doo doo pick. Can you imagine if he was that specific about it? it just for us, just, just to be win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. Hashtag on to the next one on national television. It would have been amazing. I, he would have gotten an ought no point on the spot, even if the fight didn't get made. That's like an ought no point sent your way, Ian Gary. Uh, Ian Rashado Gary. Uh, so, yeah, I don't... Listen, that was, a, that was a great moment, a learning moment for him. And again, we I don't know if we'll see another pro, like real doo-doo pick on ABC again. National television. National television. Millions watching. I also think like the Neil Magny call-out makes sense if Magny was not booked. Uh, I do. Th- I, I see where his head's at. He's thinking like, oh, Neil Magny's a name. He's been around forever. Most wins in welterweight history. If I beat him, it's a nice feather in my cap. Um, but yeah, he's going to... Him him, and the winner of that fight would make a lot of sense. Just calling out Magny was probably a bit off. But uh, but I didn't. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure 
entirely what to do. I'm a, again, much like Jelton, I'm a little curious where uh, Ian Machado Gary is going to end up in our rankings. I'll say he's not. He was not even a fighter receiving a vote so far. He was not even a Farve. I don't think anyway. Uh, the lower half of the welterweight rankings have some pretty strong names in there that are a little bit hard. Like Jack Della Madalena is down there. Sean Brady. We're talking about like the 10 to 15 spots. So I don't know if beating it, it will in mind because I had Daniel Rodriguez in mine. I don't know if anyone else had Daniel Rodriguez ranked. So I, I'm not sure if this will move him into our rankings personally. Uh, so that's why I still want to move him up. I want to give him a name that I think if he beats, it'll be undeniable that he's a ranked fighter, both in the official and in the MMA fighting globals. It's not the sexiest name. I'm going with Jeff Neal. I don't know if I'm missing something. He didn't come up during our post-fight show for some reason. Because it's just not a sexy pick. It's not a sexy pick. Uh, Neal's coming off a loss as well. Um I'm sure this I I have not I've only glanced at the listener picks. I have a feeling they're going to be a little more adventurous uh than we are. But I will say Mike, I have no problem with the Holland pick. I was kind of defending you on the show, the post fight show, the Holland pick cuz I said he has a bigger name than a lot. Like I look like I said I picked Jeff Neal. Uh Holland's not ranked Jeff Neal is. Kevin Holland is a much much bigger name than Jeff Neal. So like the rankings are important, but as far as like your 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 uh more casual MMA watcher who, who what's going to resonate more win over Jeff Neal or win over Kevin Holland, a win over Kevin Holland's going to resonate more. So uh, I like your pick too. Uh, I got, like I said, I stuck to the rankings, but as far as name value goes, I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with Kevin Holland and uh, the stand, you know, you want a stand up battle. I think either of these guys is uh, going to give you some good stuff there. You know what, AK mm. um, had he called out Jeff Neal, mm. I would have given him the a plus. Okay. I would have given him the A plus. Sure. That, that's 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 the other name I, I would have been okay with. I, I just Neil's the, the cash like it's a tough fight. Like Neil Magny is not an easy fight for anybody. Uh, I just don't think the cachet is really there. I mean he's fight he's fighting Phil Rowe, uh, and Phil Rowe's a fine fighter. He's a huge dude, but he's had trouble making weight. It's just kind of a weird fight to get put together. It's in Phil Rowe's home city of Jacksonville, like. It just seems like they're giving Phil Rowe the Magni rub, and I think if Phil wins that fight, and I think he has a good chance to do so because of that size discrepancy and how awkward and dangerous he is, he has a good chance to win. And then the Magni call makes no sense at that point because Magni's out of the top 15 altogether. I like the Jeff Neal one. I like the Jeff Neal one. I think that's that's a better fight. I think there's a, a little more excitement there, and I think he gets a little bit more. I mean, Jeff Neal just went hammer and tongs with Shafkat Rachmanov and made it to the third round. Like not a lot of people can say that. So I like the Jeff Neal pick. I like that one. And I would, uh, Vicente Luque would be fun, but they train together. So I don't think that's going to happen. I just mm-hmm. uh, make Kies is interesting. JDM is about to fight Sean Brady. So like the race is on the race is on with a lot of these guys okay. and it's, it's going to be fun. We're I will getting say some new blood I, at 170. I feel like finally we're getting some new blood. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I do have a D-Rod matchup, too, so stay tuned for that. <gasps> but let's go to Carlos Ulberg, AK, who made a lot of MMA fans happy with a first-round finish of The Duelist, Ihor Poteria, the Shogun Killer. Ulberg just getting better and better. He deserves a step up. But how big of a step up, AK? How big of a step up are you willing to give this man? He feels like a top 15 guy is is in his future, but it doesn't seem like he's all the way there just yet. 
Yeah, that's why this one was so tough for me, Mike, is because I already have Alberg in my top 20 because he beat, just this is MA math thing, he beat Nikolai Negomariano, who'd done some pretty good work, so he was close to the top 20. So Alberg just jumped over a bunch of other more experienced people um, jumped over Nikolai by jumping over Nikolai. And then ahead of, so that means ahead of Carlos Olberg, if I want him to move up, there's like, okay, here's, I'll, I'll just go, I'll just knock off names. Uh, Jimmy Crute, uh, who's coming off a draw with Alonzo Minifield. I kind of just want to run that one back, but either of those is an option. Excuse me. Terrible. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, uh, coming off a t- a two straight losses. I don't know if you match up a guy with four straight wins with a guy with two straight losses. Great matchup, very entertaining style-wise, but I, I they rarely do that. And if you're Olberg, you're probably like, mm, I want someone a little... I'm on, again, I've won four straight. I want someone a little higher ranked. Uh, I'm going to skip this name because this actually could be who he fights next. I just don't want to jinx that person being matched up with someone else. Uh, <laughs> Azamat Mazamurzakhanov, uh, they're, they're in different um, streams. I don't think you... I don't know. Like, rankings-wise, it makes sense, and uh, they're both streaking, but why have them fight each other at this point? I don't know. So, And then there's a more veteran names above that. So I, I had a tough time. I had a tough time, Mike, uh, but, but without throwing him into like a top 12 matchup. So I settled on Philippe Lin's Maxim Grishin winner because they're fighting in about a month, uh, three weeks. It's not super far off. A um, couple of PFL veterans. I think either of them would be a good test for him. And I have Lin's ranked higher than uh, Ulberg. So uh, again, that's just my way to incrementally moving him up. I'm, I'm not ready to pro- throw him into a proper top 15 matchup yet, Mike. Is it, you, you named my pick already. Um, and I know he's lost two in a row, oh. but in my eyes, he just lost one in a row. Cause I mm. still think he beat Khalil Roundtree. And, and also right now I have a bit more faith in a bigger step up for Ian Machado Gary than I do Carlos Ulberg. Although mm. Ulberg definitely deserves some kind of a step up, but he's I'm willing me to throw right Ian now. Gary in there yeah. with Kevin Hall, hundred percent. So it's, it's, it's Dustin Jacoby. It's Dustin Jacoby. If he beats Dustin Jacoby, he's ready for a top 15 guy, in my opinion. Like, yep. I think Dust, you can make a case Dustin is a top 15 205 right now. You can make that case. I would listen to it. But he's a top 20 guy. And that fight is fun as hell. Like, if you're a Carlos Ulberg, like, that fight is right up your alley. Like, that is, with the kind of fight you're looking for to get close to that top 15, that is a banger. And everyone is going to react positively to that matchmaking. No one's going to be like, oh, well, this is stupid because. Jacoby's lost two in a row. No, they're going to be like, holy shit, Carl Zellberg and Dustin Jacoby are about <laughs> to punch and kick each other for 15 minutes, potentially. Like, I love that fight. I think that's a, a great next step up for him. To go from Poteria to, to Jacoby is a giant step up, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like it. Let's do that, and we'll see what happens. And by process of elimination, AK, uh, do you have anything you want to add to that? By yeah, the way? I wanted to say, if I was not trying to conjure a uh, Alex Pedetta versus Khalil Roundtree fight into existence. I think Khalil <laughs> Roundtree would actually be the perfect matchup for him right now. They're both on win streaks. Again, same thing. Kickbox- we're talking about kickboxing with Dustin Jacoby. Roundtree, same idea. And so Khalil's that I- booked. Who's Khalil fighting? He's fighting uh, Chris Dawkins at 205 at UFC 289. I knew this. I think I wrote this up for MAFighting.com. <laughs> Great website. Great website. Uh, he's fighting Chris Dawkins at two, right. Chris Dawkins is dropping. He's welcoming him to the division. Okay, okay. Uh, what 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 when is that? That is June tenth. June. 10th. So it's hey, you can still get the winner. Hey, of that you fight. can change your pick. You can change your pick. 
I'm well, not going to do, do the win or lose. I'm not going to do the win or lose. I'll stick with I'll stick with uh, the the uh, completely unsexy Philly Blinds Maxim Grishin matchup. Hmm. Now you got me sold a little bit on this clue around. <laughs> it's him or Jacoby we'll again. Him and Jacoby. Uh, there's a reason they matched up Jacoby and Roundtree is because it's just like these guys are in that same range. Alberg fits right in. He could fight either of those guys and makes a lot of sense. So uh, we'll see. I think he'll fight one of those guys eventually somewhere down the road. And you know what? Like, you know what? Here's what I. All right. So I'm I'm sticking with my pick, but here's what's going to happen. He's going to fight Iwan Kuchalaba. Like, that's what they're going to do. They're just going to chuck him in there with Iwan sure. Kuchalaba. Like, sure. that's what they're going to do. Why not? And no sure. one's going to complain about no. that. <laughs> and by pro, by process of elimination of all this, uh, we go to D-Rod. Uh, and I'm just going to give him Alex Morono, who gives him who gets another big win over Tim Means oh. in the main card opener. And I think it's a good... This is the kind of fight Morono needs. He'll be like... D-Rod probably like a 17, 18 ranked kind of guy. Morono's probably like right behind there. And this dude just keeps winning a lot more. Then when he loses, and when he loses, he looks great in the fights. And I still feel like the Santiago Ponzinibbio stoppage was a bad one. And Morono probably could have won that fight, too. And he looked spectacular on super short notice. So Morono's done enough favors for the UFC. Give him D-Rod. D-Rod would probably turn around and fight in a month and a half if they needed him to. That's just the kind of guy he is. So Morono versus D-Rod, that's what I'm going with, AK. What say you for... Uh, Alex Morono after his big win over Tim Means. Right, right, right. Why not just match them up together? That's a great idea. That would have saved me. That would have saved me a lot of trouble. Didn't I? Didn't think about that. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm going with him. And I had this weird thing in my head. I thought they had fought before. I've been booked. Uh, him and him. Him and oh, I didn't check if he's this guy's booked. I don't think he is. Him and. Let me check very quickly before I doo-doo all over myself. Uh, Li Jingliang. How about that? Him and Li, him and Li Jingliang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, again, Murano ever becomes a top 15 guy. I, 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 there, again, we could be in the second tier of welterweights now where we're just you just sort of shuffle the deck chairs and you keep throwing them against each other. You're throwing Santiago Ponzinibbio in there, like Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarena, and just keep mixing and matching and so on. But... Um, you know, every now and then one of these guys breaks out. But until that happens, until that happens, uh, yeah. Throw him in there with the leech. Hasn't happened yet. Great fight. Uh, there you go. Main card. Another fight night main card. Or uh, sneak it on. Eh, probably fight night. Nah, sneak it under a pay-per-view. Either way. That's a main card opener. It's great. So now we go to the wild card round. Uh, I just saw the news that uh, Monty Williams is out as the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Poor mm-hmm. Shane Alshadi. When it rains, it pours That's in the wanna, Let's head next year. Next year. <laughs> Next year, yeah. if you're out there. Probably not, but it's okay. Come uh, on. Let's go to the wild card round. Uh, we will select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them right now. I'm very curious. Like, mine was so easy. Like, it's the most, it's just the most simplest, easiest, most obvious wild card pick. Mine you can too, make, Mike. But uh, I think we're going to have the first wild card fr- best friends forever. But I don't even know if we can friends forever because there's like not much to choose from. It's like, there's this brand new cheese pizza over there, mm-hmm. but on the right hand side you have like a half eaten, two day old, like all the meat pizza, and it's all the meat pizza is probably a better pizza, but it's also like a couple days old, and like the cheese pizza is fresh and it just seems better, so we're just gonna go with that. But um, are we going heavy? Are you going heavyweights? Oh, I was gonna assume we both went with Tainara Lisboa. 
I thought we were all going uh, the, 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 the scorching hot women's bantamweight division. So I, that's what I thought for sure no, we were we going to have our first. So, no, no, I mean, I'm all, we could not. We could not I, be further away. Then. <laughs> I thought I was like, well, I mean, every, everyone's talking about women's bantamweights now. I thought that's for sure you and I would pick women's bantamweights. Oh, oh good. I feel better. Wow, about this. this is yeah. disappointing. This is disappointing to me. This is disappointing. This is a good pick. This if, right. if I wasn't going to go with the super easy, obvious, like perfect wild card pick, this would have uh-huh. been my other one. But go ahead. So, so you're going Carl? Oh wait. So are you going Carl Williams? God no. Oh wait, what did you say? I thought you said heavyweight. Wait, I am going heavyweights. Oh, uh, wait, who? Who? Are Jarzinho? Uh, what's going on? Yes. Okay. Okay. Please let me hear you. Please go ahead. It's Jarzinho versus Derek Lewis. There's no other fight oh, in yeah. this in this world that can be made for either guy. You have to do it now. And Jarzinho didn't take a ton of damage in this fight. That fight can happen sooner rather than later. You could throw that on the international fight week card if you want to. And who is going to complain about Derek Lewis versus Jarzinho Rosen strike on International Fight Week? That's my pick. And it's just too easy. I just, I'm, I'm willing it into existence. The fact that we have not seen this fight yet is just mind boggling to me. So now is the time. There's just no better time to do it. No other fight makes sense for either guy. Has never even been booked, eh? Not even one of these uh, fights that's fallen through? No, not that I can remember. No. Wow. Damn. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and it's it gonna last. To. And it's gonna last forty-five seconds. And it's gonna be the best. <laughs> Someone is just getting smoked. Yes, that's what heavyweight MMA is all about. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, if I hope I, I, Derek Lewis has been very quiet. He has been. He's, He's been usually very quiet. very quiet. He is. He is. He's not like you know. He drops memes on social media. That's about it. But. I don't know. I hope he's not being too like thoughtful and introspective. That's not how I like my my Derek Lewis. <laughs> Derek Derek is is uh is a heavyweighty non video game playing version of Max Holloway. Like when the fight is over, <laughs> he is gone. Like the sport does not exist until he signs a contract. And then it's like, all right, now I got to train, and then it's fight week, and I'll do the media, and then I fight, and then I'm gone, and I'm off the radar again. Uh, Mike, I went with women's band. We got. I'm trying to get this division going. I, dude, I'm I trying like to it. get this I division like this. going. Tenara I'm curious Lisboa. where you're going with this. I'm I mean, very excited I, to see where you're going with it. There's this. only like 20 something women's <laughs> bantamweights in the roster. So honestly, I could go like get, take five guesses. You'd probably get it. Uh, you'd probably get it within those five. But I'll just say uh, Amanda Nunez versus Irene Aldana winner. Yeah, right. I mean, she's not that far away from it. Norma Dumont. She's not. <laughs> Stop it. No, no, no. I'm just going logical. Someone else who debuted recently. This is a this is a crystal ball pick. This I think this is going to throw this on some card sometime soon. Uh, I got to show Can- Canada's own Jamie Lynn Horth some love. Uh, beats uh, Haley Cow in her debut. There you go. They're both one and the UFC. They both have like six or seven pro fights. That's not. I'm just trying. I'm building a division here, Mike. I am building this. 135 can be a thing again. Once the marquee women's division in the in all of MMA uh, has now just become this stain on our rankings chatter on it, it almost seems like they don't even want to make fight i, I don't know why the, the only thing that confuses me is why so many women still insist in competing in it i guess only because the ufc has it because it exists in the ufc because there's so many promotions we had an internal discussion about this that don't even have a women's band bent uh, uh beltor doesn't have one uh one championship doesn't have a women's bantamweight division pfl doesn't have a women's bantamweight division it's really just the ufc and for good reason, because they had Ronda Rousey, they had Misha Tate, they had Holly, uh, Holly Holm. But so many of these fighters, I feel like, just go up to 140. Like, just make a, a featherweight division at this point. 
it's just senseless. It's just, it's so bizarre. So anyway, that's my, uh, my weekly, uh, women's bantamweight chatter. Uh, I enjoy sharing that my thoughts in this division with you guys all the time. I'm just making matchups for, uh, to build, to build, all right, to build something. These aren't headlining matchups. I'm putting cards together and someday one, the glory of 135 will be back. I love it. I love it. Uh, I didn't get a ton of listener selections. So, I did. Uh, you did? <laughs> Even within the... We should tell people, this is within like a few hours of the show ending. I got... So, I guess a lot of people like you and me, Mike, they're like, you know what? Let's get, the, let's get my Otno work in done tonight so I don't have, to, don't have to worry about it in the morning. I'm surprised I got so few, but... Um, <laughs> all right. Want to disclose? Disclaim? The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Yes, people, please. Uh, I don't have... Oh, man, I don't even have this disclaimer loaded up, but... Uh, we're gonna, guys, we want to focus on... I should get rid of this rule because it just happens so rarely these days. But hopefully you are, if you're the only person who managed to pick a certain matchup out of all the people sending in submissions, we can send a singular odd no point your way, which is incredibly valuable in today's economy. And will will also be valuable, I think, uh, in the inevitable apocalypse that's coming, Mike. I think in the wasteland, those odd no points will still be recognized uh, as super valuable. They'll be at the coins in in John Wick. I just saw John Wick 4, so I have John Wick on the mind. But uh, they'll be at the coins in John Wick. All right, that's that's the kind of... A value these have and uh people just try to avoid matching up people who have recently fought uh try to st- not to make matchups with people who have against people who are booked i'm looking at you ian machado gary uh <laughs> <laughs> people who are teammates notably like well-known teammates uh and of course uh your pictures might be doo-doo and we don't want to read it guys so uh yeah those are just uh, some basic rules for you uh, i'm giving myself an odd no point for uh, Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon booked for UFC 290. Just putting that out there. Uh, I forgot to mention that, but uh, like I said, I only got a few. Let's go to Robbie Ryan. Uh, Brian Battle, bonus winning Brian Battle versus Matthew Semmelsberger. I like that one. That was an incredible Matt alliteration. Brown. That was an incredible alliteration, by the way. It was very good. Bonus. You said bonus winning Brian Battle versus said, Matthew I thought, there was, I thought there was another B in there. All right, anyway. Go on. Uh, Matt Brown, there's your B, versus Nico Price after Price fights Robbie. Alex Morono versus Ian Gary. I can't, I actually like that one, too. I think that's a good... I think that's a fun fight. Carlos Ulberg versus Paul Craig. Jelton Almeida versus the winner of Tommy Aspinall versus Martin Tybora. I think Almeida deserves a little bit better is, than that. I don't hate Paul, it. But is God. Paul Craig going down to middleweight? There's talks about him going There's to 185. Now, okay. whether or not he does it is another thing. Okay. When he's booked for a middleweight fight, I will believe it. But he, I, it seems like he can make it. So could be. it would be really interesting seeing him 185. What do you think about this for Johnny Walker, AK? Johnny Walker versus Kennedy and Chichukwu. 
And the reasoning is, I know Johnny is probably looking for a top five matchup, but Kennedy is on a roll, and I think those two would put on a slobber knocker. You think Johnny Walker would even entertain that idea? I mean, can is he, is he in a position to say no to certain matches? Do you think he get, he beats a top ten guy and he says, "I'm not going backwards fighting"? Can I don't think he's in that position. Do you? Like, I, I don't think so, right? I don't know, man. It's he's a tough gotta, fight. He's got to fight. That's right. A, yeah, I don't know, but if like after you beat Anthony Smith to get Kennedy into Chuku, that's tough, man. That's a tough fight. I need, I man, I I don't know. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a very close fight for me. It's not pick. a it's not it's not favorable. But I mean, if this uh, who who sent this pick? This is. Robbie Ryan. Right, or Paul Robbie Ryan. If if Robbie Ryan is submitting that as a crystal ball pick, I do think it's possible that happens. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't book it, but I'm saying it's it yeah. could happen. That'd be pretty cool. John Ray, Lisboa versus a returning Julia Avila. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Smart. I like Smart. it too. Smart. Um I've no idea when she's coming back. Mm. Uh I am friends with her on Facebook. I see she's training and lifting a lot of weights. She just had a baby, so not that long ago. So we'll see what all comes from this. Hopefully we see her this year. It'd be cool to see her back. I know how, how badly she wants to get back in there. Brian Battle versus the Andre Fialio versus Joaquin Buckley winner, which is happening next weekend. Mm-hmm. We have a Mandy Bowen matchmaking selection. AK Good. She did win. Mandy Bowen versus Korea, the Karina Silva, Ketlin Souza loser. Silva Dandrage versus Kyler Phillips. And in parentheses, his suspension pending because he for is Kyler. on the docket for the Nevada Athletic Commission mm. for next week. Uh, Matt Brown versus Alex Morono. Lazy, but makes sense ranking-wise. Ulberg versus Jacoby. He's with you. Gary versus the other Neil, Jeff Neal. Smith <laughs> versus the Roundtree docket. Anthony Smith versus the Khalil Roundtree. Chris Dacus winner. Do, do you think Anthony Smith is going to retire this week? There's a chance. There's a chance. I think there's a chance. I, 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 think, I think he might do one more, but it's mm. got to be the right fight. It's mm-hmm. got to be against like somebody he really wants to fight, or like I don't know. It's it's. I don't think he needs to fight, man. Like I I don't want to I don't want to be that dude that's like oh just walk away like you're not all there. But clearly he's got a lot of things going on in his life. I just I don't know. He's won. Like he, that's another guy who's won. <laughs> This dude is one fighting. You beat he MMA. Done what no one expected him to. <laughs> you beat MMA. But it's got to be the right fight. Like, if they bring back Luke Rockhold, like, that'd be fun as hell. I'd watch that. Something like that. But anything else, not really interested in. Like, I don't want to. I think this would actually. What about this? Someone's, someone actually just sent. My friend Ed actually just sent this to me. Uh, what do you think about Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes? Uh, it's, I, I was, yeah, I was trying to think both guys, you know, not in exactly in the most successful stage of their careers. Um, I do, I do like, if we're talking about it as a Anthony Smith last fight, win or lose, I'm walking away. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yes. I'm into that. Okay. I support it. 
I don't like the Roundtree Dacus winner. I don't like that. Again, that doesn't seem like a fight. He really it makes sense for him. And, unless he's unless he is just going like you know what I got a lot left in me. I just signed a new. I just signed an extension with the UFC. Four fights. <laughs> then by all means, throw him in there with Roundtree Dacus. But yeah, in this sort of twilight stage where it seems, feels like he's in, doesn't doesn't really work there. Walker versus Rakic, Rosenstrike versus Lewis, Almeida versus Sergey Spivak to stay busy since the heavyweight title fight isn't even booked yet. Boy, Sergey Spivak. He's a I mean, decent I think, grappler. I think so. I think, well, I, think <laughs> I, don't like Sp- I don't like it for Spivak at all. I don't know why you that's that. a terrible <laughs> fight for Spivak after his, his recent wins. Boy, that's Damn. a tough one. Uh, and then we go to Harry Duoskin, Lisboa versus Alex Siva. Brian Battle versus AJ Fletcher. Oh God, Mandy Bohm gets another matchmaking pick, but not a real one. Mandy Bohm versus the unemployment line. Come Douglas on, why? What did, what did Mandy Bohm do wrong? <laughs> did, did, what did she, she do, do wrong? wrong? She didn't do anything wrong. Jeez, people, are, it's brutal. People are saying that she pulled an acting job or pulled an Aljo. You know what? If she pulled an Aljo, she did the right thing. She yeah, did I guess the right what? thing. She also ate a friggin' knee to the head. I hate when people say yeah. pulled an Aljo because I, I I want to tell people go back and watch the Al- I was rewatching it ahead of the yeah. the Cejudo fight. That knee that Aljo got hit with was vicious as hell. I wouldn't continue after taking that knee either. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was overblown shit I've ever Crazy. heard. Crazy. He's acting. He's acting. Eat one of those knees from Piotr Jan after going 15 minutes with Piotr Jan. You tell me how much more you want to fight and whether you can continue. Oh, I'd fight him. Oh, I'd fight him. Yeah. I've got honor. Unbelievable. Uh, DSA versus Javid Basharat. I like that fight. Carl wow. Williams versus Paca Porter. Ooh, I mean, Carl Williams fans. I mean, s- pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, Paca Porter. You really want to throw Carl in there with Paca Porter? <laughs> Minus six hundred Paca Porter. <laughs> Morono versus the Salikov Dolby winner. Another Olberg Jacoby. Gary versus the Magni Rowe winner. See if he just said that. Boom, he's good to go. Johnny Walker, Volkan Ozdemir, Jelton versus Volkov. I love this idea, AK. And obviously there's other things that are ongoing for this, but we have a Matt Brown matchmaking suggestion. And I got to say, AK, I really like it. I really like it. Matt Brown versus Tony Ferguson. There's, there's so many, I don't say so many. There's, if you if you think about it, there is like a a decent list, like three, four, maybe five people that it would make a lot of sense for Tony Ferguson to fight. I just have a horrible feeling he's going to get uh, Poteriad as opposed to uh, uh, that that matchup that we just got there. So maybe again, maybe I'm stinging just because I'm, I'm I just saw Poteria fight tonight and it was brought back Shogun Flash, one of the worst moments. Uh, just a terrible fight. I have a feeling Matt Brown. Um, Sorry, we said, what was the matchup that was suggested? Matt Brown versus Tony Ferguson. Right. I'm sorry, I meant to say, uh, uh, Tony Ferguson, I have a feeling whatever his quote-unquote last fight is with the UFC, his retirement fight, they're just going to give him something dumb. But I don't know, maybe I'm being pessimistic. Because that'd be great, that'd be great. I would love to see him in Matt Brown. He's going to fight Shafkar Rachmanov. Don't stop fight. it. No, it has to, like, no, see, that would be at least be, it could be disgusting to watch, but at least be like, oh, they did it. So Shafka can add Tony Ferguson to his resume. I'll never understand the thinking beside behind Poteria and Shogun, except except to say Shogun wants a fight in his home in his in Brazil, which is find a body for him. I have a feeling that was their only requirement, and it was just a huge mistake all around. Uh, AK, you're up. That's it. 
All right, all right. I, I won't spend too much time. Like, I think I think there's some overlap here, uh, but I will. I love to read first timers. Literally, this just came in, Mike, as we were recording. David Smiley, Smile, S M Y L E. I'll say David Smile. That's a great name. Uh, just wants Curtis Almeida. Curtis Almeida. Jelton Almeida versus Curtis Blades. Yes. Someone else just this too. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, and I missed it, Mike. Johnny Walker versus Alex Pereira. <laughs> Uh, no one, no one dropped that one. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, right? That doesn't serve anyone well, right? It's either Panetta beats Johnny Walker, and then you spoil this whole Johnny Walker. Like again, I get like you said, they're not pushing Johnny Walker hard toward title anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Or Walker spoils the whole Alex Panetta at two hundred five parade, which is certainly possible. Uh, but yeah, David Smiley uh, suggests that German, uh, German, another. Uh, uh, DM sent me that so okay I don't know I, uh, I don't love it uh, Machado Gary Luke again guys Luke is scheduled to fight or I don't know fighting RDA he's fighting 12th. RDA right okay it's fine uh, and, I, wait Gary is this a Gary Gary versus Luke Machado Gary Luke you said they train together as well. they're, and they're training they, they train together at Kill Cliff so those okay, two okay. don't fight each other you don't think that, you think it's one of those training partnerships they would never fight or oh yeah know? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This isn't like like Shafkat like trains in all other places. He uh-huh. doesn't just train at Killcliff. Like okay. Gary like specifically uh-huh. trains at Killcliff. So like he'll unlikely. he'll like I guess he's going to he's going to go to Brazil and like train a little bit there and, and do some jujitsu and kind of like immerse himself right, in that right, right. side of things. But once he has like a fight book, he's going back to Killcliff and training there. I don't hate Ian Machado Gary versus RDA if RDA beats Luke. I'll be honest with you. I don't hate it. I don't either. Okay. Uh, Ulberg versus Jimmy Crute, Brian Battle versus Tim Means. Okay, thank you, David Smiley. Uh, I'll run again. So let me go back to uh, German. I said he liked Wakapura. He likes there you go, Imachado Gary versus Magni win loser draw against Rose. So not the row, not the winner of that fight, win loser draw. Ulberg versus Kuchalaba. Like I said, Mike, which probably we're going to end up getting. Uh, Alex McAdam. I think he has the wrong. You said Silva. De- what was the Silva DeAndraj fight you got sent, Mike? Uh, Javid Basharat. Oh, wait, they're both bantamweights, right? Uh, uh, Farid yeah, and this Javid. Is, this, Javid. Is, this, this, this is a 140 pound catchweight with Stamen. Yeah, yeah. But Javid and, Far- and Farid are both bantamweights, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, you know what I get them confused with? The Bonfim brothers. Oh, yes, yes. Who yes, are yes, different yes, weight yes, classes. Yes. Okay, okay. Right, right, right. So, so you said, uh, you suggested, uh, sorry, the message got sent to you suggested Javid. Alex McAdams suggesting Farid. So, uh, yeah, a Basharat brother could be in. All right. Silva Dion Dragic's future. Cody Stamen, Montel Jackson, Carl Williams, Waldo Cortez Acosta. I swear that fight was booked or I saw it or something. Why does that sound so Mike, why does that why is that in my head? I don't know. I'm i I've been looking at too many names, I think. Too many names, guys. Okay. Uh, good matchup. I don't think there's I don't know why I thought that happened. Uh, another there you go. Matt Brown, Tony Ferguson. I love it. Buffer announces both as UFC Hall of Fame inductees for 2023-2024 before or after the fight. We talked about this a bit on the post-fight show. I think uh, I think they both make it in. Tony Ferguson has a pretty airtight case. Matt Brown, borderline. We'll have to see in a few years um, if the stand if the, the standards to get in drop just a little bit. But both guys well liked by the company. That's really the the biggest um, the biggest factor. And uh, another Jelton Almeida versus Sergey Spivak. So. Uh, Barry O'Reilly reminding me Celtic lost today against Rangers. Not that it matters. They clinched the title last week, but it's true. It's, it sucks to lose. Uh, Tamara, Tainara Lisboa versus Tamaris Vidal. Two Brazilians who are two with, who've won their debuts. Sure. 
Brian Battle versus Trey Waters. Mandy Boom versus Boom versus Juliana Miller. Wait a minute, isn't? Oh yes, I was just saying. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's the right weight class. Uh, what else we got? Another Matt. Hey, Matt Brown, Tony Bergson. People are talking about it. People Juliana are talking Miller's about Miller's a bantamweight. No, this is Mandy. Oh, oh Mandy Boom. Mandy Boom. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got bad, confused too. Bad, bad. I got confused too. I was like, what? What happened tonight? Okay. Uh, Ian Machado, Gary, Jeff Neal, there you go. Uh, Neal lost his last fight to another Kill Cliff fighter. He can get some form of revenge if he stops the other rising contender from the gym. While uh, Machado, Gary, if he can avoid the hands of Neal, will steal his top 10 spot. I shouldn't have read that out. Barry, I immediately regret it. Jelton uh, Almeida, wow, we're on the same page, though. Curtis Blaze. Jelton likes to be active, as we always see with stars rising fast. The higher you go, the longer you wait for fights. True. I mentioned that on the show. Want to see Jelton tested on the ground or have takedown stuff. So he has to throw hands. We'll truly see what he's made of. I still think he has championship material. Thank you, Barry. And Ani, Ani, Gulapali, uh, Matt Brown versus Tony Ferguson again. There we go. Uh, Mike, best friends of you, calls Albrook, Dustin Jacoby. Maybe this was an easy card to pick for because, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of the same stuff. Uh, thank you guys for sending those in. Four Corner Sports. I'm uh, trying to see if there's anything new here. A lot of the same picks. Ian Machado, Gary, Mel Kayser, sure. Daniel Rodriguez, Chaos Williams. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, that's fun. Brian Battle versus Gunnar Nelson. Hmm. That's a big step up. Battle hasn't really had his... It feels like it, and I feel like Battle hasn't had his grappling tested in his first few fights, unless I'm mistaken. I know Kiesa wants that that fight. That makes a little more sense, I think. I mean, if they make it, I'll watch it, but it just seems kind of weird uh i like to see you. brian battle i like to see brian battle make weight and win a fight and then yeah. fight it then he can fight a guy like gunner nelson I still can't believe he got that bonus i mean i'm, happy, I'm good I, i'm never against fighters getting paid more money but boy what a weird what a weird little rule to break uh he missed weight and still gets a bonus but that's fine good for you brian good for you 14 second knockouts pretty spectacular you know what there should be a rule it, it, you, if you miss weight but you knock out your opponent in under 30 seconds you're still eligible for a bonus i'd actually be okay with that <laughs> Uh, MMA heads, a lot of picks here. Um, Jelton Almeida versus Volkov. Yeah, uh, again, I, I I don't know if we need to say how how come we didn't talk about this at all, Mike? Johnny Walker versus uh, Jan Blachowicz. Sure. What, why? Why? Is I mean, Jan. I don't know. Like, like I, Jan is so up in the air right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to think of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. What? What? But like, you know, him and Almeida, him and Ankalaya both came out of that draw, so. Do we just view Ankalaev? Do you think it's still being a little higher in the standings, or like, why, why, why do we keep picking Ankalaev? Like, mention Ankalaev, but not Jan. Jan. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Jan is like, I feel like Jan is in the the triangle of title contenders, like guys who could get the shot right now. I feel like Jan is in the mix to get the next shot. So if if. Yuri ain't ready to come back, and it doesn't appear like he's going to be. And the UFC doesn't want to do Pereira. I think they'll do Blahovich Pereira first, or they would do Pereira for the title. And if they don't do Pereira for the title, it'll be Jan getting the title shot. I think uh, Jan is in that mix. So I think Jan will either fight Pereira or fight for the belt. That's what uh, I think. Oh, I see. I see. Right. Okay. Right. They might have it. Okay. Uh, that's a weird one. Um, this is from Beans Extreme Memes. Lionheart versus Braveheart. Who's Braveheart? Paul Craig? Must be. Paul Craig is called somewhat 
uh, strangely, the bear Jew. Uh, wait, am I forgetting? I, am I dumb here? Am I forgetting? Who is there a brave part? Stevie Ray. <laughs> Tepology right now. Trying to it's not Stevie him. Ray. It's probably not Stevie Ray. But Paul Craig usually wears the Braveheart garb. Oh, so just because he's Scottish, he's Braveheart. Okay, means extreme memes. I see how it is. Well, I mean, he wears uh, the ma- he wears the face paint and stuff. I know. Why not Highlander? Oh, I guess he wanted to go with the Lionheart Braveheart wordplay. Still, you know what means yeah, extreme memes. Play. You know what, Mike? That's a doo doo. That's a doo doo pick <laughs> suggestion. The way you've written it out. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it. confused me. Uh, oh, Carlos Ulberg versus uh, Tanner Bozer? Eh, T- Tanner's kind of in a weird spot. Yeah. He just, dropped, he just dropped down. He didn't win. and Yeah, I don't like that fight for Tanner all right, at all. all right. uh, Brian, uh, Lisboa versus Macy Shiasa. Yes, guys, let's keep this randomly division moving. Let's go. And, and Matt Bradbury. Battle of the Alliteration. Brian Battle versus Brian Barbarena. Oh, I love that. That is good. That's they didn't call it that the Battle of Alliteration, but I know a Battle of Alliteration when I see one. Carl Williams, Mike versus Mo Usman. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Oh, Carlos Ulberg, Ryan Span. I'm down for that too. Johnny Walker and Nikita Krilov too. Okay. <laughs> I was trying I'm to get just a hard like, no. Uh, did the first fight stink? Did it stink? Didn't the yeah, Kid Krillow just wrestle I, him into oblivion? Am I all right? Not right. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I'm just I don't know what you do with Johnny Walker. I really don't know. I really don't know. He's in such a weird place. Like it was he a is. win, but it's not. An, it wasn't an inspired win. Mm-hmm. At least like for what our role is as matchmakers for the UFC. Not in a, not in. I honestly think they're going to chuck him in there with Ankle Live. But I don't know. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll punish Johnny Walker by letting him get wrestled to death for 25 minutes again. I don't know. I'll close out with our pal Tristan Gordad, who sent me an email. Jalison uh, Lameda versus Curtis Blades, a.k.a. I have to see it. There's no other fight to make, period. Wow, I, even I didn't feel that strongly about it. Hashtag Brazilian grappling versus hashtag American grappling. Let's freaking go. Okay. Listen, I didn't need much selling on it, but that's not bad. Tainara Lisboa versus Josiane Nunes. Come on, Tristan. Josiane's one fight away from fighting for the featherweight title. Let's not, <laughs> let's not drop her back down to the piddly women's bantamweight division, uh, which I just said I'm trying to rebuild. I don't know why I came with that attitude. I know, and, right? Uh, Brian, Battle, Brian Battle versus Matt Brown. Too soon, AK? I mean, uh, Brown has already fought a young fighter in Baeza. Why not another one? It's I mean, it's whatever. Matt Brown again. If he's not if he's not retiring anytime soon, we'll probably will take almost any warm body that's in front of him. But uh, those Tony Ferguson, those Tony Ferguson suggestions really got me thinking. That's like my, our our listener pick of the week. I think I actually kind of like that. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. That's it. Oh, uh, so oh, uh, I keep forgetting this sometimes, but guys. Send in those suggestions. I know this week is a bit weird, but I, thank you everyone who sent in within the few hours between our uh, the end of the show and our recording uh, on to the next one this weekend. Uh, hit me up in the DMs, Twitter, Alexander K. Lee, Instagram, Alexander K. K. Lee, and uh, email alex.lee at espionation.com. So a little bit of breaking news. Um, well, my IG, M underscore heck JR. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit of breaking news mm. after I kill this little fly who just flew in here. Yeah. Uh, we're putting AK to work on Tuesday. Oh. I got jury duty 
And it was one of those situations where it's like, if you call this number Friday after 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to tell you if you have it or not. And of course, I get the call and I'm waiting for the, if you get this, if you get this message, you don't have to appear. And mine was like, nope, your ass better be there at 930 on Tuesday. Uh, so I have jury duty. And is this it is, selection? Have you been selected? Are you, are you going for jury selection or you've been selected already? I guess I've been, I don't know. I'm like in. Okay. I don't I'm know how in, it works in the US. I had to take a day off once for jury selection. And if people want to hear the story of how that went, tune in to uh, a heck of a morning on Tuesday, by the way. I will share my story of uh, how I did not get selected for a jury. Uh but yes, you you guys can look forward to that. Yeah, I think I'm in. I like. I think I've, I've I'm in the next step of things. Okay. Um. So I don't know how this is gonna go. So I don't know what this week's gonna look like. I literally have no idea. So is your first time ever. First time ever having to do this. I mean, I've had like I've been called to jury duty in Massachusetts, and every time I've gone, it was uh, nope, we don't need you. Go home. Mm-hmm. But now it's like call us and we'll just tell you we don't need you. But now they're like no 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 no, we need you. So. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what this is going to mean. So, But AK is going to do heck of a morning on Tuesday. I, that I do know. And the rest of the week is kind of up in the air. But the good news is we have another UFC card coming up this weekend. We have a UFC card. And let me just look real quick. I want to... I feel like this has early card written all over it. Eh, kind of. 4 p.m. Eastern, prelim, 7 p.m. Eastern main card. So it's not terrible. Uh-huh. The following card, the June 3rd card, is a 9 p.m. main card Eastern, which I'm not overly thrilled about. But anyways, <laughs> this card, uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Angel Hill, the main event. Edmund Shabazian, Anthony Hernandez, as of right now, is the co-main event. Okay. We get Emily Ducote versus Lupe Godinez. Fun, fun fight. catch weight yeah. of 120 pounds. Fun fight. Andre Fialio versus Joaquin Buckley. Banger. In a welterweight bout. Banger. Banger. Joaquin, finally. In a welterweight bout. I don't know. Like, I'm, I got to see what this dude looks like at 170 after he's, all these 185-pound fights. Yeah. But I'm glad he's doing it. I'm glad he's making the move. Michael Johnson versus Diego Fajera. Uh, Mahashata versus Vyacheslav Borshev, AK. This mm-hmm. is like, this is the one you have circled, right? Uh... I was being facetious when I said that before, but uh, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then we have Karolina Kovalkiewicz versus Vanessa Demopoulos. Why is Vanessa Demopoulos not in the main card? I don't know. Why? I mean, who do... I, let me just see if they actually, like... I'm looking at I mean, topology right now. I, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, and it's possible this isn't finalized, it's but, the it's the featured prelim on UFC. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I, that's probably where it's going to end up. But why would you not put Vanessa? It could change by the end of the week, but we'll see. I I I think you put Vanessa. Oh, it's all on ESPN Plus anyway, right? It's all on the same thing, so it doesn't it doesn't. There's really no matter. ESPN. Okay, okay, whatever. But it's the last fight before the actual main card. Sure. Uh, sure. One two, which is what a seven fight main card. No, six fights. That's still too much. <laughs> that's still too much. Uh, Kovalkiewicz Demopoulos, Orion Kosi versus Gilbert Urbina. That's happening. Alir Latifi is back against Rodrigo Nascimento. Chase Hooper going up to 155 to fight New England cartel member Nick Fiore. Victoria Leonardo versus Natalia Silva. And Takashi Sato versus Temba Garimbo. That is the card. Now, I have to say, okay, this is not as bad as I thought it was. 
reading off all the fights. It ain't uh, it ain't a good it ain't a good card, but it isn't terrible. We've seen worse on these Apex cards. I I we it's have, not great though. We have, but this is still bad. It's, I thought, it's not great. The main card's pretty pretty not awful. I thought Gilbert Rubina wasn't signed after losing the um because I was like, I was like, hasn't he not fought since the Ultimate Fighter finale against Brian Battle? Brian Battle has fought like four times or three times since the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale. Hey, listen, I got to stick with my Ultimate Fighter boys. Gilbert, maybe he was injured or something and they wanted to give him another chance. Uh, but boy, I was, I just assumed Gilbert was not signed off of the show after, after the finale. Okay, great. Uh, he did step in. He did step in as a replacement, I think, for Trayshawn Gore. So he did them a solid. I guess they owed, they owed Gilbert Urbina, Urbina a fight. Anyway, very strange. Not a good card. Not a good card. Not a good card. Not not awful. It's not as awful as I thought it was. But. I'm, you know what? On the Prince of Positivity, I'm not allowed to say what I'm thinking right now. Go ahead, Mike. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it, it is what it is. But the good news is, we get a week off after this. What? Or we get a we get a breather. No Ooh. Memorial that we get the long weekend. Uh, at least in the United States, Memorial Day weekend, very big weekend. Uh, the UFC used to do like the Saturday cards on Memorial Day weekend be like one of the big ones but they've since kind of veered away from that so uh, we just got to get through one more and then we get a, a solid week away from the UFC and then it's back at it for uh, the Kaikar France Amir Elbazi card and then it's UFC 289 after that so there you go that's UFC Vegas 73 and we'll be back to discuss the fall of that card from a matchmaking perspective right here on on to the next one so thank you for listening back next week on the show to do all of that happy mother's day to all the moms out there and always remember the golden rule of on to the next one actually two of them no doo-doo picks and don't take the stuff too seriously mma is supposed to be fun and we'll have more fun right here on on to the next one the podcast you're listening to the vox media podcast network the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.